Welcome to the Western Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler, and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, what's in the cooler? Oh, <laughs> just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Support, 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 support side heater. Extra credit. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Matt, otherwise known as the Hop God, and this week I am joined by absolutely nobody. It is me here running solo for the very first time. Um, have a little bit of nerves, not going to lie, talking into a microphone by myself in my office here. And, uh, you know, originally we had planned to have our Black History Month episode where my match won the poll of Ron Simmons' historic victory over Vader to capture the WCW World Heavyweight title from August of 1992. I am definitely excited to cover this historic match and super important match in uh, wrestling history. But we've got a couple of guys on the shelf this week, and I'm determined to bring you some wrestling podcasts. And I think it was important for you guys to hear from the Extra Cooler Show when we have a major news week, a major happenings over the last seven days of wrestling. And, uh, I felt the need to talk to you guys about it. So we're going to have an extra special, extra credit episode, and we'll take you through the week that was in pro wrestling as we normally do in our extra cooler top three, and I'm going to run solo on it. But first, let's do a little housekeeping and let's talk about the Pod Foundation. I'm sure everyone is already following, but if not, please go check out our team, The Chick Foley Show, Turnbuckle Tavern, Coming Down the Aisle, and of course, yours truly here at The Extra Cooler Show. You can follow Nick at Extra Cooler on Instagram and the show at Extra Cooler Show over on Twitter. And let's add a little bit of selfless self-promotion here and uh, talk about at Matt's in the cooler over on Instagram. Go check me out. Give me a follow. Make sure that you know that you listen to my solo podcast debut. Let me know how I did. And uh, yeah, let's do it. But also one quick note, Nick finally finally invaded the Turnbuckle Tavern. We got Nick over onto the Turnbuckle debate this past Monday. We had a blast. Nick and myself went to the debate show, and we had some really fun topics, including talking about Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and what his best era was. And man, that came from a really, really cool debate, uh, really turned into some some cool conversation as the debate show always does. I can't put this show over, show over enough. It is legit one of my favorite podcasts uh, in the wrestling podcast world, and those guys do a great job. And I'm I'm just thrilled and, and honored to be there for a second time myself, and to be able to bring Nick over as well this past week. So if you haven't already, definitely go check out Turnbuckle Debate, which dropped on Monday. And then while you're at it, check out Coming Down the Aisle and the Chick Foley Show as well. But Let's head off and let's talk what's in the cooler. So for me today, it's just me. So you get to hear from the Hop God and 
I've got an extra special, maybe homage to Jim a little bit here, but I have picked up and I treated myself this past week to an extra special can and four pack from one of our favorites, Other Half Brewery. And uh, man, I got a double dry hop O forever. And this thing is absolutely delicious. It is an Imperial IPA. Of course, the hop god loves his Citra hops, and this has Citra and Galaxy in it as well. It's an eight percenter, and uh, one of the, one of the beautiful New England style IPAs that uh, other halves brings you. So, cheers, and uh, cheers, fellas at home that uh, you're not here with me today. So, I'm take a sip. The Extra Cooler Show is a proud member of the Pod Foundation. The Pod Foundation is a partnership between ourselves, the Chick Foley Show, Turnbuckle Tavern, and Coming Down the Aisle. We are committed to bringing wrestling fans everywhere the best content possible and sharing our love for all things professional wrestling. Be sure to follow at Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter to interact with us and stay up to date on all of our shows. All right, so we are here with an extra special, extra credit, and let's just dive right in. I, you know, typically we go through and we talk about honorable mention, we talk about stories three, then two, then one, but Tuesday morning hits, sitting here at work, have a crazy work week, and all of a sudden the Pod Foundation chat is blowing up and the news comes out. That Cody Rhodes has posted online, on Instagram, on Twitter, that he is out at AEW, that he is no longer working there. He's thanking everyone and their mother in this very long, well-written uh, post and, and image that he has posted on Instagram and Twitter and stating that he no longer works for AEW. And this is mind-blowing. Brandy also comes out posts something that she's no longer with the company. Tony Khan posts something thanking everyone and, you know, moving on and how important it is. And this is just mind blowing. And the real reason why I wanted to sit in front of a microphone this evening and, and talk about it, because I, 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 you didn't even, even expect it. And a couple of uh, days, maybe weeks ago, you hear Tony Khan saying, you know, he's not going to be able to uh, sign everyone or re-sign everyone. And the last person on my list that wouldn't be able to re-sign is, is Cody Rhodes. So here we are staring down the barrel of a free agent, Cody and Brandy. And, you know, as we like, let's slow this down first. Is, is this a work? And, of course, your your mind is trained that that anything that you see in the wrestling world is just a part of kayfabe, a part of, part of new kayfabe, as Sam Roberts will call it. And you know you have to sit here and think: is is this a work? Is this a a storyline? Um, you know, Cody has has said that in the in the past few weeks and months, you know, like that we're about to go on a trip in a story that has never been done before. And is this is this it? Is this the the jump off point? But it all feels so weird. Like Brandy just started that Paige Van Zant uh, interaction this past week, and you know you have that that brawl, that fight. It makes makes me think that maybe there was a straw that broke the camel's back, and you know why start a story with Brandy when you know that they've got one foot out the door. So it all just feels weird. I posted on Instagram 
a poll in my story and 56% of you did say it's a work, including John over at coming down the aisle, Nick extra cooler and Sheena over at Chick Foley. All three of you posted for work <laughs> or, or voted for work. So I'm uh, certainly interested in, in tuning in to both of your shows this week and seeing what you guys have to say about it. But this all just feels a little worky, right? So this I'm, I'm interested to see more come out. But first and foremost, it feels legit. It feels real. It feels like this is something that is not a work and that it's actually happening. And man, it's, it's wild. (laughs) So let's, let's play the game where this is actually a shoot. What is next for Cody Rhodes? I can certainly see him dabbling back in the new Japan pro wrestling world. You know, he's buddies with Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona just won the NWA title. Cody has held that title in the past and defended it at all out or all in, pardon me. And, um, you know, I, I'm, that's certainly a a place that he can go. Um, you know, we all know that Cody has this arrogant persona about him at some times that, you know, maybe he thinks he can go into GCW and take over a small thriving company and bring them up to new heights and new levels. And is that something that he wants to go in and build another brand or all of the rumors, the elephant in the room is the big old fed up in Connecticut WWE apparently uh, Ariel Hawani has come out and said that he his, that that Cody's camp has already been in talks with WWE and of course that's what makes the most sense. Um, Cody is this next level star from a historic and very important wrestling family, and what's better than to go back to the most stupendous <laughs> I'll drop that word <laughs> the most stupendous uh wrestling brand known across the world in WWE is there any shot that he could show up on Saturday in Saudi Arabia at elimination chamber how wild would that be but um man so let's let's start talking who you would like to see face uh you would like to see Cody face if he was to go back to WWE now Unfortunately, the one that jumps off the page is is Triple H and just the shots that he's taken at him and the throne and the 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 sledgehammer that he took to the throne and just all of those things that you've seen Cody take shots at at the black and gold brand and, um, you know, Triple H in particular. But unfortunately, Triple H has had this cardiac event. And as you know, he's he's not necessarily uh, been around. So I think we have to take him off the page. Um, unfortunately, because that's where I would love to see all of this go and see him, you know, pay for his sins <laughs> as he's abused Triple H over the last few months and years uh, as is his time in in AEW. You've got to start talking Roman, right? So Roman needs new challengers, but I can't see Vince catapulting somebody that has been a pillar of you know, I'll call them the competition, the the alternative, whatever you want to call it. AEW is on the other side, and whether Vince wants to acknowledge it or not, that's competition. So I can't see him going in and injecting him in with um, with Roman Reigns. Think about how much fun the drip god would be. Seth Rollins going up against Cody Rhodes in what I would imagine is him still coming in with the American Nightmare. That gimmick seems to be 
you know, something that he's really hitched his horse to and is going to, uh, you know, roll with. And it only makes sense that he continues that persona wherever he ends up. And then in the same vein, him and Kevin Owens would be a blast. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about Kevin Owens in a little bit, but I, I just seeing a real indie style battle ring of honor style battle of Kevin Owens versus Cody Rhodes would certainly, you know, be a ton of fun. So for those that have already listened to the debate show, I have to give credit to Chad over at the turnbuckle tavern with this last one. We were, one of the questions was if the, if the world was to break down and Shane was to actually, Shane McMahon was actually to show up at, uh, at AEW how would you use him? Would it be good for AEW? And that debate was awesome. And of course, Chad is the king of fantasy booking. And he always gives you something in those episodes that make you go, huh, let's let's book this right now. <laughs> so we talked about Shane coming into AEW and teaming with Cody Rhodes and being the ultimate set of heels. But imagine Shane, who has now gone through this this divorce, <laughs> this firing, this you've been let go from the shitty Royal Rumble that you booked. Imagine Shane walking back in the door with Cody Rhodes and sticking it to his father. Uh, it could be not not necessarily Shane as an in-ring talent, but Shane and Cody versus Vince and Austin Theory or just because Vince has been tied to him or somebody completely different. But imagine the heat. Imagine the fantasy booking of Shane McMahon battling his father with Cody Rhodes at his quarter. Like, wow. Oh, man. So, Chad, a cheers to you. I, I, I'm taking this this fantasy booking at AEW and I'm bringing it to the a, uh, to the WWE side. Cheers. I, I just man, it, it would be a blast. And I, I can't help but think how much fun that could be as a mania event as a mania uh spectacle <laughs> at the most stupendous wrestlemania ever right now we had some fun looking ahead but let's take a look back and let's take a look at all of the things that you know cody rose has taken some heat as being this heat magnet this somebody that the fans were rejecting but he has been such an integral part of AEW from the beginning and his lineup of important pieces and in putting people over and it started very early with the bloodbath versus Dustin Rhodes. And that just that fight that those two brothers had in the ring was beautiful. And just that match itself really enabled AEW to be taken seriously and putting on these beautiful, unbelievable spectacles of a match. And that bloodbath versus Dustin Rhodes was certainly one of them. He puts Darby on the map in the very beginning. He has the first match on Dynamite versus Sammy Guevara, he's got this feud with Chris Jericho, ends up with the MJF heel turn, putting him on the map into this really massive asshole heel that we're seeing thrive now. Um, the cage match and the shooting star press against Wardlow in just that moment, the, the, uh, the last match in Brody Lee's life, um, in that dog collar match for the TNT title. Like all of these things are super important. And then you get to kind of the end where things are starting to take weird turns. Cody is 
fighting with Arn Anderson. He's leaving his boots in the ring after a match with Malachi Black as Cody is kind of the gatekeeper to AEW. Um, and these new guys are coming in and they are, you know, being injected with with Cody and and Malachi Black is a prime example of that, of him coming in, going after Cody and it being an important piece to putting Malachi on the map again. Not that that character needed it, but to legitimate to legitimize him in the AEW world. And Cody plays a massive part in that, too. So right down to the end, like the TNT ladder match against Sammy Guevara was a spectacle in and of itself and just unbelievable match and the unbelievable spots that they put ahead in that one. And if he knew that was his final match to go out there and, you know, put on a show like that, like Bravo, nice way to, to go out of your, your AEW career. So man, Cody Rhodes, who knew that, who knew that I would come on and talk for 10 minutes on Cody Rhodes or 10 minutes plus on Cody Rhodes. So a oh man, uh, I'm super intrigued. Uh, I'm really interested to see if this is what Cody's been talking about with, you know, an unprecedented storyline, the storyline that uh, maybe it intertwines with what Paul Heyman has been talking about and about how we're going to a place that we've never gone before. And maybe maybe this is it. Maybe Cody working us and leaving AEW is is where it's headed. But man, this is, this is truly an exciting time and truly an exciting piece of news for a random Tuesday morning before a WWE pay-per-view. <laughs> but before we move to the future, let's talk about the past, the week that was AEW, man. They had their dynamite last week where Tony Khan was talking up the forbidden door and the hype was on a whole nother level. And let me tell you, this hype worked. We had not only just myself sitting down, making it appointment watch uh, appointment television, uh, streaming on my phone while trying to get my kids to bed because I didn't want to I didn't want to miss a moment of this show and every single little bit of hype that Tony Khan and the AEW team put together, I I bought into one hundred percent and even the extra cooler show survivor series team like our text message group was going off and all four of us were watching live and man that never happens so bravo to tony khan bravo to AEW, and being able to go out and to you know build the hype for this really important dynamite episode and absolutely delivered man so we get the forbidden door and you know nick gave and i was i was excited to to talk to nick this week because you know he he really gave a hard time to tony khan and his definition of the forbidden door and you know to, to tony's credit he came back and he he adjusted his definition he apologized for it and you know really reworked it that a free agent isn't necessarily entering through the forbidden door but they still delivered switchblade jay white as that forbidden door entrant and you see him getting tied up with the bullet club, the bullet club boys uh, specifically with Adam Cole being the one to bring him in and continuing the young bucks questioning Cole. And man, when we get there, this is going to be fun. We're going to have Kenny and the bucks versus Adam Cole and the bullet club guys that he has brought in the, the red dragon um, O'Reilly and fish like all of this has huge potential and man, I I'm super here for it. So I'm, I'm excited for the extension of the bullet club. And I know the bullet club has kind of 
cooled off a little bit after being the hottest thing in wrestling for years. Um, and AEW is partially to blame for that with Cody Rhodes and the Bucks and everybody in Omega leaving New Japan and coming and forming AEW. But I, I'm I'm super in on this Cole angle. We talked on a, the last episode about how Cole has been mismanaged in what feels like he's been mismanaged or downplayed. And uh, it sounds like we're off to the races with, with Adam Cole pretty soon. We'll talk about that in a second as well. But right after they give us Switchblade, it is the ladder match, qualifying match, that they have been talking about and teasing the the forbidden door. And who else but Keith Lee walks out onto our television in AEW, and it felt good to just watch that man in the ring. And you could see the just joy coming out of him. It felt so much different than the Keith Lee that we were seeing at the end, the Bearcat Lee that, you know, old Vince put the uh, put the moniker on him and <laughs> had to change him. But, oh man, watching him work was, was a joy. And watching him throw around uh, his opponent, man, was, was really cool to see. So I'm excited for the future with AEW and Keith Lee. And I'm, I'm really interested to see where they go with this. And uh, if he you know, actually wins this ladder match and gets his shot and, you know, next man up, so to speak. So Keith Lee is, is a joy to watch and does some incredible things. And uh, I think all of us, all wrestling fans should be excited to watch him with the proverbial, you know, chains off the proverbial, uh, you know, being held down and he can go out and do what he's supposed to do. And it's, it's really got to think backstage too, that, he's got Mark Henry there and you know, Mark Henry is always prided himself on being able to coach the big men. And I know Keith Lee is no ordinary big man, but uh, man, this, this, this will be fun to watch. So I, I, I am very hopeful for the impact that Keith Lee can make. And uh, now we're talking about two NXT black and gold guys, you know, really making impacts on, uh, on AEW and, you know, I'm going to credit Chad again, man. Uh, you know, t- talking to Chad at the Tavern, he has credited NXT Black and Gold is just proven to be the de- developmental for AEW. And we continue to talk about it every week and the new stars that are coming in and the ability for AEW to make these guys feel important. The continuation of the storytelling has been really awesome to see and 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 watch. And, you know, it's it's ballsy to do. But it's working off of what's worked in the past and allowing these guys to be who they are and how they got over. So, Keith Lee, let's do it, man. I'm excited to see it. But let's talk about the main event, the Texas death match that took place in Atlantic City, New Jersey. <laughs> but Hangman Adam Page comes out of this match as the winner. And, man, I... I haven't been a believer or I haven't really been a huge fan of Lance Archer and what he's done in AEW. And I, you know, it's no, no, uh, you know, hit on him. He's, uh, uh, you know, definitely a big man. He is somebody that's been, you know, fun to watch in spots, but I just feel like I haven't been able to get behind him in the AEW world. And, uh, you know, the Jake Roberts pairing doesn't do anything for me, although it was really cool to see him come out with that short arm clothesline and, you know, go for the DDT and you know, Archer pull him away. But 
the storytelling in this match was was really fun. The removal of the top rope um, from America's top team guy coming in. And, and uh, man, it, it, it was really cool to see Hangman be able to hold his own without having one of the two best wrestlers in the world in Daniel Bryanson or Daniel Bryanson. I did it again. I'm going to mess up his name forever and ever. And it's, it's irrelevant of what his name (laughs) is going to be at the time, but oh man, Brian Danielson or Kenny Omega have really those 60 minute Ironman matches and those matches that hangman has had as, you know, winning the title and then defending it against Brian, those guys, you know, made it feel like, it was just them. Like is hangman legitimate? Is he for real? And watching this match against Lance Archer and watching him pull this out in just a new way. And that rolling, uh, Lariat off of the, uh, the back of the referee was just a really cool spot through the table at the end, getting the, uh, the 10 count for the death match victory and, uh, holding on to his title, which, you know, it was our third debate question this past week talking about how is the main title in AEW not being the main storyline impacting um, AEW positively or negatively. So definitely go back. If I haven't plugged in enough and haven't talked about Chad's booking enough, go check out the debate from this past Monday. It's well worth a listen. But I think this match did wonders for Hangman. And, you know, I'm going to go and talk about the blood a little bit here. It feels a little excessive at times. I don't know if that's me being an old man, if it's me not growing up in the deathmatch world, um, trading tapes and doing that. But it just it felt a little excessive. I am here for the blood. I'm here for elevating the importance of a match because of it. But the just the sheer volume of it <laughs> is where I've been like, all right, let's, let's curb it back a little bit. You can still get the impact, but you don't need to be fully covered crimson mask blush, gushing blood at, at every single match. But it, it certainly adds to it. I'm certainly a proponent for adding it to important matches where it makes sense. But uh, man, it felt like this was, this was a lot again. But all in all, at the end of the day, this match does wonders for Hangman and it really legitimizes his title run here and legitimizes his uh, ability to, you know, really stand amongst the other AEW champions that are really the top of the top when it comes to Moxley, Omega, Jericho. So putting Hangman's name there now, this, this match goes a long way in legitimizing it. But at the end, you have Adam Cole coming out. And uh, staking his claim and and looking like he's going to go after Hangman next. So let's get this turned up. Adam Cole, let's get him after Hangman. And let's see what these two guys can do. Because, man, I'm here for it. So at the end of the day, bravo to AEW for turning out all of the hype, making that hype work for them, and then delivering on that hype with Switchblade, with Keith Lee, with this title match, and with you know, leveling up Adam Cole and not messing around with him anymore. So, uh, you know, bravo. I, I, we've talked a lot of AEW in the first two stories, but it's well worth it. They are, they're really churning out some, some awesome product here. And let's see the, the exit of Cody and how that impacts them as well. All right, we are here. It's story number three, and we're finally going to talk about some WWE. We are here 
just mere days away from the WWE's Elimination Chamber. Let's run down the card a little bit. But before we do that, let's talk about what's happening with Kevin Owens and more rumors. So we, we've got the, the Cody Rhodes rumors floating out there. But we also have Stone Cold Steve Austin rumors and how WWE is trying to get him to come in and have a match. And this past Monday on Raw, or two Mondays ago at this point, um, Kevin Owens is in a backstage segment with Pierce and with Sonya Deville, and they are talking about how he may not even be in WrestleMania. And he plays it off that he's kind of okay with that, kind of not okay with that, but this past week on Raw, he cuts this backstage promo. He's not going to be in the Elimination Chamber. He may miss Mania. All those things are good. And then he starts bashing everyone from Texas and makes it about how the people of Texas, where where WrestleMania will be held, are you know not up to, to par, that are not on their level, that he doesn't care about anybody or anything from Texas. So it only makes sense that this is leading to Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Even if it's just a segment, even if it's just Austin coming in and giving a stunner to Kevin Owens, who now is using the stunner. <laughs> so, I mean, it only makes sense that this is where it's headed. And I'm I don't know how I'm feeling, man. Like at first I'm feeling OK. I'm feeling like, you know, bringing in Stone Cold only makes sense. But I can't see him being there for a match. And if he is. What's it going to be? 10 years, seven years, however long it's been a decade later, how is, how are you going to have an Austin match with, with Kevin Owens? So, Hey, if it happens, I'm here. If it happens, I'll watch. (laughs) And it certainly helps you build a WrestleMania that needs to fill a hundred thousand plus seats two nights in a row. So you got to pull out all the stops, but man, it's, uh, it's an interesting, interesting piece to see where they go with, with Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. But let's head to Saudi Arabia. Let's start talking about Elimination Chamber this upcoming weekend. A 12 p.m. start time here on the East Coast will be fun. I'm going to try to sit down with my son, my five-year-old, and see how far he can pay attention. He doesn't really enjoy the the ladies' matches when they come on. He doesn't get it yet. So maybe uh, maybe I'll rope him in for a couple of things. He'll go off. He'll wrestle his stuffed animals in the other room and come back in when he, wanna, when he wants to watch. But we're going to have some fun. We're going to watch Saturday afternoon wrestling, and uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited for it. So let's run down the card real quick. We have... Just booked Rey Mysterio versus The Miz with Dominic in Rey's corner, Maurice, of course, in Miz's corner. Let's just keep on moving. <laughs> we have Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. I'm I'm really intrigued to see the where Sonya goes with this. I've been enjoying the, you know, maybe the jacket on, jacket off is a little cheesy, but I've been enjoying this character. I've been enjoying her, you know, going after Naomi, Naomi finally getting her come, uh, the, you know, being able to take on and smack the shit out of Sonya this past week and really being able to take it to her. Uh, and I love the storytelling. It's taken us on a ride over a, a large number of weeks. This isn't something that's just a, a flash in the pan. So, Something tells me that Sonya Deville may not be the one that's actually competing. She's got that arm in a sling. Ronda keeps on putting her in arm bars. So 
if Charlotte was to have a different partner, who could that partner be? Bailey. I keep talking about her. I keep wanting her to show up, but she just posted on social media this past week, a picture of her lacing up her boots. And she posted along with that. And the comment was our one of our favorite lines from Billy Madison as he's singing the song. I got my boots tied up. I hope I don't get in a fight. I'm blowing the whole line. I can't remember it, but he's, uh, she used that. I got my boots tied up. My shoes tied tight. Oh man. I hope I don't get in a fight. I'm blowing it, but it would be fun if heel Bailey shows up with heel Charlotte flair and you've got Rhonda and Naomi against Charlotte and Bailey. I'm, I'm fingers crossed hoping it can happen, but uh, we'll see if we actually get there. <laughs> Drew McIntyre versus mad cap with a P a pop in that P mad cap Moss. I always thought it was mad cat, but uh, falls count anywhere. Let's move on. Don't much, not much to say here, right? There's no way that Madcap wins. All right, tag team. Let's start talking some titles. We have the Usos versus the Viking Raiders for your SmackDown championships. Again, I can't see the Usos losing this one, so let's continue to move on. Let's head over to the title matches on the women's side. First and foremost, we have the Elimination Chamber, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, and now the Cured, Alexa Bliss will be making her triumphant return into the chamber. And I still think there's probably some evil things coming about with her. And uh, I'm I'm certainly intrigued by uh, how they handle Miss Bliss and what they do with her moving forward. But this one is a toss up, man. Like I'm sitting here and there's the Liv Morgan story that we've been telling for a long time of being underestimated, but feels like she's been cooled off a little bit. We have Bianca Belair, who has unfinished business against Becky Lynch, and the winner of this match will go up against Becky at WrestleMania. So it feels like you've got Bianca Belair as the low-hanging fruit as your your winner here. I can't see Nikki Ash taking this. Dewdrop just got her shot at Royal Rumble, so... It's hard for me to say that she's going to be, you know, taking this this home. We just had a gauntlet match on Monday where Rhea Ripley spent 44 minutes in this match in the the last hour of Raw, finally being beaten by Bianca Belair. Um, And Bianca earns the last entrant in this match. So she will be the last one out of the chamber. And I don't know, I, I find it hard to to buy anybody other than Bianca taking this one home. And, you know, if it's not Bianca, then it's Rhea or maybe it's Mozzie. And we have, you know, a multi-person match going up against Becky. Um, yeah. So let's, let's put my stamp on Bianca Belair and then let's move off to the men's chamber match. Eh, let's skip the men's chamber match. Let's go to the women's title match. We have Becky Lynch versus Lita. This past Monday, Becky comes out very disheveled, saying that she doesn't want to go to this place that she needs to go to beat Lita. She knows all of her weaknesses. She's been studying her since she's a teenager, blah, 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 blah. Becky wins, right? I don't see Lita taking the title off of Becky, although that could be fun and having... Um, you know, that storytelling going and Lita says that she's not back just for one match, that she's got a, a run in her, a title run in her, as she said on Monday. So I, I think this is all just posturing and I still think Becky Lynch is 
victorious coming out of this. And we will see the unfinished business of Bianca Belair, who's been feeling like she's been heating up a little bit again, uh, going up against Becky at WrestleMania. All right, now let's head to the men's side. Let's start with the chamber. We have Bobby Lashley defending the WWE Championship against Brock Lesnar, Seth freaking Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles. The storytelling is Brock Lesnar here. It's 100% Brock Lesnar here. And as much as I would love to see a Seth walk away with it, a Riddle walk away with it, and AJ Styles walk away with it, heat him back up, man. It's it's Bobby and Brock, that Hoss fight again. And I just think that the strong storytelling, the only thing that matters in WWE on the men's division right now is the Roman verse. And I think we end up with what Brock has been talking about and being Roman against Brock, title for title. And this brings us to title for title at WrestleMania. So... My stamp on this one is going to be Brock Lesnar walking away victorious, winning the championship back from Bobby Lashley. Lashley is going to go on a downward spiral, just losing everything, just dis, 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 uh, distancing himself from MVP, tearing everybody apart and just being this absolute monster. And I, I can't see where this goes, though. Like, I I'm, I'm find it hard to book anything even in a fantasy capacity outside of the roman verse and it just feels like nothing else matters outside of whomever is fighting roman reigns well except if you're bill goldberg <laughs> so let's go there and now the final match from the card roman reigns defending his universal championship against goldberg uh uh yeah, there's there's no part of me that wants to believe Goldberg has a shot, but there's a little part of me that says Goldberg has a shot to win here, and I don't want to think it, so I'm not going to think it. <laughs> My storytelling with Brock Lesnar has been title for title against Roman, so Roman needs to beat up on Goldberg. We, we know that Goldberg seems to make appearances in Saudi Arabia. They seem to like him there. They seem to pay the big payout for him there. <laughs> so we have Goldberg going up against Roman. And if Roman loses to Goldberg, if Goldberg is the one to take the title off of Roman, why are we doing this for years now? Over 500 days of a title reign for it to be thrown on Goldberg would just piss me the F off. And with everything that's going well in AEW and everything that's intriguing in AEW, if they put the title on Goldberg here, I'm going to be very upset. And that's not because I really care about wins and losses. It's because I care about the story so much. And if this unbeatable monster in Roman Reigns loses to Goldberg, woof am I going to be angry so I've already talked about it too much Nick is probably shaking his head at me as he's listening to this and man let's just let's just go with Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar setting up title for title at Wrestlemania 38 where we will uh, be filling Texas Stadium Jerry's World for two nights with over a hundred thousand people each night 
But man, let's hope we get there. Let's hope we have some Stone Cold going and stunning, stunning Kevin Owens. And uh, let's hope that they just make everything else intriguing. And maybe that intriguing includes Shane McMahon with Cody Rhodes in his corner. How crazy would that be? I'm still, still Chad. It's got that, that earworm, that, 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 uh, that little thing that's ringing in my head. I can't stop thinking about the combination of Shane and, and Cody, and maybe it's on the uh, WWE side. We'll see. Well, that's going to do it for our extra credit episode. I appreciate every single one of you that sat around with me for 40 plus minutes listening to me spew about the wonderful world of wrestling that we love so, so much. So, oh man, next week, I'm hoping to have all the boys back and we will break down and give you guys our Black History Month episode where we will cover the Ron Simmons world title victory over Vader. Sorry to spoiler alert that one from 1992. And uh, man, I'm, I'm excited for it. It's a, it's a YouTube only. So I've sent the YouTube link out to the boys and you know, that's where we're doing our homework this past, uh, this upcoming week. So cheers. Thank you again. I appreciate every single one of you. Let me know how I did over at Instagram at Matt's in the cooler. Let Nick know that you should just kick me off the show if you didn't like it. Be sure to follow him over at Extra Cooler and us at the show over on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Don't forget to check and follow the Pod Foundation over at Pod Foundation on both IG and Twitter. And of course, the Pod Foundation will save you 10% when you enter PF10 at checkout over at chalk-line.com. Keep your eyes open for that extra cooler drop coming very, very soon. And while you're at it, don't forget, follow, subscribe, rate, review, tell all your friends about the Extra Cooler Show available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, guys. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, uh, what's in the cooler? Oh, <laughs> just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's on you. Extra credit. Support, 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 support side heater. Extra credit. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Oh, nice.